Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, talking about a 43-28 win for the Red Raiders over the Jayhawks. We'll get to what was going well for Texas Tech in the trenches and beyond. We'll talk about a big day for Tyler Shuck. Kind of makes you think, what if he was a healthy quarterback throughout the season? And speaking of health, we will get to Tyree Wilson and the near-term future for the Red Raiders' best player. All coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through love. Glad to be back in the saddle with you on Locked On Texas Tech, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team Every day, he's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and today's episode of Locked On Texas Tech brought to you by Sling TV. Sling is something for everyone, especially when it comes to college football coverage. Red Raiders and Cyclones, 6 o'clock on FS1. Sling has got you covered if you're looking for a spot to find Texas Tech. So don't miss this week's matchup this weekend between the Red Raiders and Cyclones on Sling Sling the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. Gonna Chris, be cold. Gonna be cold. <laughs> Chris will be w- wishing he was somewhere watching Sling TV. Yes. As he will be on the sideline uh, from Jack Trice. We got plenty of time this week, Chris, to get to what's coming up as far as that tough, tough road challenge. We knew it would be that way, but Tech and Cyclones looming large and feeling pretty good about, uh, I won't say you're playing with house money, but Man, you got to win in, in what felt like a, a must-have situation. It was your home field, Kansas coming to town. And uh, I thought it was a pretty complete effort from Texas Tech as a team. A whole lot to like about a 43-28 to 28 win, which now gives you a road and home opportunity to pick up that sixth win and get back to a bowl game this year. Yeah, Casey, you know, you're five and one at home. Um, I, I think that you you got to see against the Jayhawks what a healthy and somewhat in rhythm Tyler Shuck looks like. And I thought it was pretty impressive to watch him manage that game and and, and make plays and just kind of you know, be be a big reason why you you beat Kansas. Um, yep. I mean, he's your your leading rusher. Yeah, we we all we all guess. Yeah, we all guess that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But um, that 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 was uh, that was fun to just just kind of see him. You could just tell there's a little more zip on the ball. Uh, yep. He's the the thing that nobody really understands or sees, and and I even don't. But I mean. It, the aspect of the game of checking you in and out of the right stuff and, and putting you in the best situations and all those things, I think that's a big reason why you went for 266 on the ground. It's just his ability to kind of get you in and out of the right place and all those things. That That's what he is so advanced at uh, compared to, to, to Barron and Donovan, just because he's older and understands that aspect of how what defenses are trying to do. But uh, yeah, I, I just I, winning is better than losing, man. And it's a lot. You, you'd lost four or five. You'd lost two in a row. So it, it, yeah, you get a little different pep in your step, man. When you uh, when you walk out of that stadium and you've you've won by fifteen points against a conference opponent, and that's a bowl eligible conference opponent. Bowl and eligible, I, yes. Yeah, and after watching them, that that offense is a pain in the ass to, to go against, man. I mean, they've got <laughs> some speed. 
They their coach is really really good. Uh, they they scheme up stuff, but he's got guys that you know if you make a mistake, they're gone. I mean that that's I mean Jason Bean is one of the fastest players in college football. Uh, I mean he's a four three guy, and their running back could play for a lot of folks. Devin Neal. So we've oh. seen a bunch of them in the Big Twelve. Yep. He is really good. He's spicy, man. And I, I kind of wondered if we would see a football team, Chris, that just played really, really hard, maybe a little bit better talent-wise than you would expect from, from Kansas. But I thought, how, how much could the talent level really change? Uh, but I was surprised by some of the individual uh, explosiveness that we saw there from, from Bean or Neil uh, or some others. So I thought it was a good win for Texas Tech. And Man, couldn't be any happier um, just on a personal level for for Tyler Shuck. Obviously, has has gone through hell and high water uh, over the last couple of years. Yeah. He's he's maintained focus and uh, stayed engaged with the process. The way that the quarterback situation has gone for Tech, you had to feel like if you were a backup, you never know when your number is going to be called and you have an opportunity again. But, yeah, you're right, and I heard that from a ton, a ton of Tech fans following the game. Uh, this is what it could look like with him as yep. a healthy QB that, that feels good. And you kind of see why there was some hype around the kid, right? And it makes you just wish you could have oh. seen what it looked like all throughout with him uh, yep. this way. I mean, it, it you know, we're never going to get that. But it just it just makes you wonder um, because I, I just – I go back to like the NC State game. I think you win that if you have a healthy – uh, shuck in that game that 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 we we kind of would would have expected because you know there was just some turnovers there that um, and I didn't think their offense was was very good and I just think that but you know you just go back to some of those things but oh well um, you know it, it's funny because you're better than Kansas from one to however many players are on each team one to eighty five we'll just call it that you're you're better than they are across the board however they're better than you with their some of their playmakers uh, at the top end of their of their board because if, if you just had a little bit more of that, I, I also think your margin for error in some of these games it increases because I mean Casey, they had a 63 yard run, a 43 yard run, a 60 yard pass, and a 66 yard pass. Hmm. That's nearly 200 yards of offense in four plays. You came into that game and I think you still it's still intact. You're the only team in the conference that doesn't have a run of over 50 yards. You're the only one. Wow. That's, yeah, that's fairly sobering. But you did. You ran for 266 against these guys, and you you just kept hitting and hitting and hitting, and it's it's enough to move the chains, and it's a bit of a grind. But you just that that's the one thing, boy, you'd love to correct uh, as you look off into the future is have some guys that can make teams pay if they screw it up. You know, and uh, Kansas, man – they they live and breathe off of those uh, chunk plays, and they certainly <laughs> hit you for several of them. Yeah, it, it felt explosive just to get the thirty six yarder there from Sir Roderick Thompson. But man, uh, some explosiveness for Texas Tech, I thought, on display from uh, Cameron Valdez, who who we haven't really got to see, but uh, maybe he looks like a guy that in the future uh, will you will give you a better opportunity to establish some of those uh, big hitters, those chunk plays, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I think you're going to continue to see more and more of him. Um, you know, and and this is a guy they were excited about uh, out of August. He gets dinged up basically in the la the latter part of August, and so okay, let's shut him down. Then then about a month into the season, it's like okay, he's getting close. 
We can't wait to unveil him. It's going to add a different dynamic to the offense. And then he pulls his hamstring on a Tuesday practice. Mm. So you, you had to keep kicking the can down the road and just wait for it to, but th- this is why they were excited. I think people start to see that he's kind of a, you know, Taj and Sir Roderick, they're very patient runners, but maybe they get caught dancing a bit too much. And, you know, go east-west too much. I mean, Cameron Valdez is a one-cut and go. Uh, he He's, you know, I, he's not the fastest player in the league. I don't know if he's necessarily the fastest player on your team, but he just runs different. He understands leverage, and he gets north-south, and you can see it. And he's got a nice little spin move to go with it. But this is a he, this kid's a pup, man. I mean, he's he's <laughs> just getting his college career started. So I think you feel like you're in – in pretty good shape with guys like that in the pipeline. And again, going to earn some more playing time uh, as we go forward. You're making me think uh, uh, how grateful I was of Taj Brooks for Taj Brooks's ability to go East West when Kansas has a perfect, perfect blitz dialed up and the dude makes a cut on a dime, gets into the end zone. And I'm thinking how many times have we just seen a tech ball carrier and I don't put that on the offensive line. I mean, I think it was just a, a nice call by the Kansas defense. They were there to make the play. The guy just didn't make the play because Taj put a move on him. But yeah. I was thinking, how many times have we just seen, whether it's Thompson or Brooks or maybe more so Valdez down the stretch now, uh, guys just turn nothing into something. Um, really credit all of those tech ball carriers this season. And maybe Valdez will be uh, the new flash that we'll enjoy seeing to, to finish the season here. Coming up dead ahead, I want to stick with somewhat related to what we're discussing here, trench work. Let's get to both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive. And, of course, let's talk about the biggest man in the trenches doing that work, Tyree Wilson, who I wonder if we're going to see in red and black again. We'll get to that coming up dead ahead on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by Upside. Cringing at the pump, restaurant, grocery store. Yeah, we get it. And that's why you need to get Upside. What would you do with cash back right now? Upside is an incredible app for anyone who's buying gas, groceries, or dining out, which is approximately 99% of humankind. With every purchase, you're going to be earning cash back thanks to Upside. You're probably thinking it's too good to be true, but it's not. It works, and that makes Upside a no-brainer. So what are you going to do with all your cash back? Get started by downloading the free Upside app today and use our promo code LOCKED. That's L-O-C-K-E-D. Get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. So download the free Upside app and use our promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That is promo code LOCKED and get cash back now with Upside. And also today's episode brought to you by our good buddy, Armin Williams, your good buddy, Armin Williams, Red Raider through and through, and he's with Schooley Mitchell, North America's number one cost reduction company, saving businesses thousands of dollars. And he wants to help Red Raiders just like you save money, especially now, Chris, when the cost of everything is on the rise and there's no upfront cost. So it's risk-free, man, uh, essentially, as you begin with just an upfront free analysis to get that ball rolling. You, you know, the the really ritzy people out there in the world, they have like personal shoppers, you know, and like they, <laughs> they don't have to worry about anything and all that. They just like, hey, man, you know, get my groceries. Go go get uh, the kids this, what whatever. Let Armin, okay, because Ar- Armin's normal guy like you and I, Callan. So let Armin go be your personal shopper for savings. There you That's go. That's what he can go do. 
Okay, let let him let him dig through uh, what you've got going on with your business. Uh, what, 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 let's see, credit card fees. We, we've heard of uh, a company getting huge savings as far as their dumpster fees and just yep. waste management, all that stuff. I mean, there's there's all you know, phone. I mean, all the different all these different categories. Let him kind of dig through. Uh, a lot of that and try to help you. And again, it doesn't cost you anything unless he is able to help you and all that. And even then you're just sharing in the savings. So, uh, and plus he's, he's really good people, man. And I, I, I yep. take a bullet for the guy. <laughs> Someone you can rely on. <laughs> Someone you can rely on and trust uh, with your business, business's best interests uh, in mind. No doubt about it. No upfront costs. Armin and Schooley Mitchell only share in any savings generated. If they can't find savings, you don't owe them anything, but here's the deal. Chances are they will find savings because on average, they're reducing expenses by 28%. And Schooley Mitchell, man, has been around the block. They've seen it all. They've dealt with it all. They've produced $540 million in savings with over 27,000 clients across North America. So right now, when savings are needed more than ever, let Armin be your vendor watchdog. He's a pit bull on the leash. <laughs> Waste management, telecom services. <laughs> it's with Armin Williams and Schooley Mitchell. So head on over to the website today, savewitharmin.com. If you are your business's financial decision maker, Armin is your go-to guy. Go to savewitharmon.com. That's A-R-M-E-N, savewitharmon.com, and get the process started with a free upfront analysis with Armin Williams and Schooley Mitchell, your cost reduction expert at savewitharmon.com. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. With Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Red Raiders 43-28 to winners over the Kansas Jayhawks. Getting back to football in just a second, but want to remind you to subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. Have another episode coming up today to get you ready for Red Raider Hoops Tonight, if you're listening on Monday, that is, as Mark Adams and company back in action hosting Louisiana Tech. So be on the lookout for that episode coming at you today as we will set the stage with a hardwood preview as the Red Raiders and Louisiana Tech clash before Tech heads off to Maui. Uh, getting back to the Jones on Saturday night, Chris, I want to get to some things I liked uh, in the trenches on both sides of the ball for Texas Tech. But yeah, that one big one, nobody liked to see. Uh, Tyree Wilson going down with injury with an injury and I you know it's a different era now of college football and I'm sure I wasn't the only one that was wondering immediately are we going to see this guy again in a Texas Tech uniform because we know what is at stake for him as far as his professional future so as we're kicking off this week here how you feeling about the immediate future uh, for Tyree Wilson yeah, I'm. I'm always going to try to be honest on these podcasts, and I, I don't. I mean, I, I can't say what uh, for sure here, but I, I don't think you'll see him anymore this season. Uh, one, J- Joey tells me after the game, "Hey, man, it, you hate it for the kid. We're going to X-ray it again." He never was definitive with anything, but I mean, if he's telling yeah. you they want to X-ray it again, they obviously didn't get good news with the first X-ray results. 
and I just know, I mean, it, it's not rocket science here, but when you have big people and, and you have a foot issue, which I believe it was, that, that doesn't, that's not a quick, even if it's a minor foot injury, yeah. that, that that's, that those are, those are sometimes weeks, 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 and, and can be months. Uh, I, uh, he knew as soon as he went down I mean, he sat down and he kind of looked over to the sideline and was like, you know, like, Hey man, somebody come get me. I'm done. Yep. And he was extremely frustrated. I, I go off of the teammates consoling him uh, on the sidelines and it, it, the whole thing just sucks. That That's the worst part of sports is that, that right there, the timing is awful. Uh, the injury, whatever it is, it, is awful. It just, it just sucks. And, I don't know how it will affect things um, draft-wise and what his decisions are and all those things, but one, one thing I'll say is it sucks for you because it puts you in a major bind because you're best player. There's no doubt about it. You're much like your basketball team without Fardaws out there. Yep. You're much smaller. You're much less explosive. This is a fact. And I think he's just a difference maker across the board with all the things that even don't show up in the box score. For him, thankfully, he has put a ton on tape. Uh, enough scouts have seen him in games and in practices. He is a big, giant, fast, quick human being. So whatever <laughs> his injury is, somebody is going to take a chance on him and be glad that they did it. Yeah. Uh, how much does it affect where that call comes? Is it still middle first round? Is it now maybe, you know, I, I, I don't know that, uh, but... I just uh, – it just sucks because that dude gave you all he had. And to think that Matt Wells got that cat to walk on here for a semester is one of the greatest recruiting battles I, I, I would think about that. When you see full circle, <laughs> unbelievable that they they got him to, and, and look what he's turned himself into. And it's a credit to Tyree. It's a credit to, you know, Keith Patterson and now Tim DeRuder and all the people that have worked with Tyree. But – that, that kid's one of a kind, man. But, uh, yeah, I don't think you'll see him the rest of the season. I just that's, – that's my opinion. And credit to the Aggies for wasting talent. Very good at that. <laughs> uh, yes. Chris, I guess maybe I should uh, kind of reframe that question then because it almost sounds like maybe the, the choice – it's not a choice. Is it more injury-related that you would think, hey, he's not even going to be available or have the option? Because I was wondering, like, you know, obviously, thinking about the draft and things like that, is the injury – possibly severe enough that it's not even a choice as I'm kind of describing it. Is that fair to say? Or in, in, in that, like as far as the choice, as far as what he comes back or not, is that what right? Like, do you think the injury itself is just going to keep him out no matter what? I know you don't know exactly. But, right. Well, or, I, I mean, potentially what it is, I mean, what, 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 what you're, whatever you're dealing with there, if it is very severe, I, I, I wouldn't say that he wouldn't consider coming back here if he felt like it would he could rehab it and improve his his stock back up yeah. if 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 it falls enough to where that they, they need to do that I, I have a feeling though that he's put enough out there and it's severe not that severe whatever some team takes a chance and he needs to let an NFL team go like deal with him gotcha. uh, just because you don't want to chance something like that happening again, I guess. I, you know, I for think sure next year. But uh, I hope I'm answering what, what I think you're asking me. Yeah, but, I, well, I know yeah. you you don't 
know exactly the answer. We're, we're just kind of speculating right now what it might come to be. Um, but that is going to be a gaping, gaping hole for Texas Tech defensively uh, for whatever period of time he's not on the field or if he's not on the field again. And it's coming off of a night, Chris, where I thought uh, the script was a little bit flipped within the trenches as compared to what it's been this season where I thought maybe the offensive line had the better night uh, of the two fronts. You know, maybe that defense was facing a stiffer challenge uh, as far as who they were lining up across from as compared to that offensive line for Tech lining up across uh, from KU's defense. But I didn't think it was one of the better uh, days for that Tech defensive front. How did you see things working out there with Tyree on the field and then obviously after? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Jason Bean had a lot of time. Uh, I thought he he was able to sit back there and, and had a lot of time. Uh, I still think, you know, you got to him three times. You, there, there were some tackles for loss and, and things like yeah. that. But I just thought overall, yeah, he, he kind of got to do what he wanted to and and for as long as he wanted to do it. And and I think that – because that's partly why you can only cover guys so long. And so you you look at some of those chunk plays and things like that. Well, when you, you leave guys open – I mean, or, or you, you leave him back there just – kind of being able to survey the field back and forth and all that for long enough. I mean, people are going to find, you know, open, open sure. targets. And so, uh, but, but I thought, I thought the, the contrary to your point, I thought Monroe Mills being back was, you could definitely tell how much improvement uh, that that made with the group up front. I thought, gotcha. uh, uh, I, I think he's a, an anchor up front. I think he's a piece you, you're going to want to grow old with. I think that um, is right tackle in his future or is left tackle in his future, but, starter at tackle here is is in his future and I think that's the most important thing but he was back and I thought he made uh he made a big difference and you could see Jacoby Jackson starting to get a little bit more comfortable and start you know starting to kind of act like a like he's got some experience under his belt and, and things like that but uh and then you know what you're getting from Dennis and, and Weston and Caleb Rogers is kind of his his season kind of is up and down but I just thought that group as a whole was was really nice yeah, I thought they had one of their better nights. I'm getting really excited about the future of Jacoby Jackson. Is he set to be an interior guy? You think there's ever a chance to see him on the edge, or what's the big picture outlook for him? You think for Jacoby Jackson? Yeah, no, he's an interior guy. Yeah, gotcha. I, I think he's going to be an interior piece. I don't know if that's at center or guard. Uh, I think that in time they would like to maybe in the off season they would like to bring in a center and move Dennis Wilburn to guard. Uh, and so that kind of gives you an idea because Dennis Wilburn would be a starter at guard on one of the two spots if they can find the right. Cause I think they just feel like he's better or would be suited better to play guard if you can find a, a capable center. But right now, Dennis Wilburn is your, your only choice at center. Cause he's the only guy that can snap it well and consistent and kind of identify the fronts and all those things. And he's think, a walk on from and he's, much, yeah, right? <laughs> and he's a he's a phenomenal dude, man. Amazing story. I mean, he's a he's got a great story, and that's a Zach Kitley, Stephen Hamby deal to where they were kind of trying to get him to Western Kentucky, and they get him here, and and thankfully they did uh, because I don't know where you'd be without him. I really don't. No doubt. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, you'd be it. It would not be pretty if if he was not on that group as with what we've seen of it. Because I think he's been the best, most consistent player up there. Period. Uh, I don't even think there's a close second. No. Nope. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I think Jacoby though he's uh, he's more of an interior guy. I don't know if they would move him to center though, uh, as I think they're going to try to find one from uh, the outside and bring one in. And so maybe he stays at right guard. I don't know. 
And does that leave Cole Spencer as another interior piece? Good question. I, I can't wait to find out uh, <laughs> because he could he could in fact be the other starting guard uh, because okay. he's a starter. Period. Right. Uh, yeah. He's a starter. Period. Without a doubt. And uh, I think now you kind of start to look in the future, and if you can get some of these pieces here and healthy and all that, well, you feel a lot better about a group that's really struggled this year. But you know, it's uh, it's been you've been patient with it, and it, it they're starting to show some bright spots, and some of these young kids not so young anymore, and you know, and you're going to benefit at some point. There'll be a payoff for the Ty Buchanan's and the Jacoby Jacksons and people like that having some of the, the experience, even though it hasn't looked good at times, they've got experience, even Matt Keeler in the limited yep. uh, time that he had. So. Yeah, that's very true, man. I, I hope some of the, uh, the tough sledding here this season will, will pay off for those guys and for that group at large. And maybe over the last two weeks with Monroe Mills back in action, if you can have some good luck from a health standpoint, maybe you'll see them, uh, Trending upwards as you wrap up the regular season would certainly be nice, but definitely thought they had one of, if not their uh, best day, one of the better days, if not their best day uh, of the season against Kansas was definitely nice to see. Before we wrap it up, we'll get back with some primary takeaways as we're taking away win number five, most importantly for Texas Tech, one more for bowl eligibility. And of course, we got a lot of time this week to begin to set our sights on the Iowa State Cyclones. We'll get to that coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode also brought to you by Nissan, our partners at Nissan working with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network called Thrilling Moments, where we're highlighting the most exciting plays or sequences from the Red Raiders over the weekend. And this week's thrilling moment from Joey McGuire and the good guys was a sequence, Chris, and turned out to be a really big one. Uh, for the game at large to wrap up uh, the first half. I think those those minutes, man, going into halftime and coming out of halftime can be so key for the remainder of the game. And Texas Tech, luckily, was the more successful team uh, in those minutes to wrap up the first half. We'll start with a Kansas possession. First and 15 on Kansas's 49. You get a bean pass intercepted by Kosai Elders. Thought he made a great play there on the far sideline. And then you get it back to your team. A couple plays later, first and 10 on the Kansas 33. I'm sorry, on the Texas Tech 32. Takes you to the Kansas 33 with a 35-yard completion from Shuck to Cleveland. And you know what happened next. It was 51 yards for Trey Wolf. And, man, that was a huge momentum boost for the Red Raiders heading into the locker room. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, that's the thing about Kansas quarterback Jason Bean. He kind of is just a boneheaded throw in some ways. It's just like a, a one that I'm sure his coaches would say, man, just throw it out of bounds or take the sack, whatever. Uh, but as good as he is and showing you at times, he'll just throw it to you on occasion too, and Cosine makes a play. But there was 13 seconds left, and I, I credit Kitley, I credit uh, yeah. Chuck, and I credit Trey Cleveland for saying, you know what, we're kind of semi-deep, but let's stay aggressive. And they throw that back shoulder to Trey Cleveland, and you, you throw it shorter on purpose. And, you know, Cleveland comes back to get it, and he's just kind of done this a lot this year. Uh, this is about the third or fourth time that we've seen one of these, like, kind of big throws on the sideline. He makes the play, and you try to run one more play, maybe to get something on the sideline, can't get it done, but then Trey Wolf comes in. And I just – it takes you from 24-21 up to 27-21, to but that's by no means in kind of chillier, colder, semi-windy weather, a 51-yarder, and Trey Wolf just buried it, man. Yeah. I just uh, – it was it would have been good from a lot further. 
Uh, I've been I've been uh, really been fun to watch that kid kind of find a level of consistency and, and just be be a, a sneaky good kicker, man. And yeah, he there's a kick at Kansas State that he loved to have back, and there's a, there's a few others, but for the most part, he's made the the stuff that's been makeable. He's hit several clutch kicks for you, and I thought that was one. And it turned out that kind of that's when the game's hanging in the balance, Casey, and you oh, you yeah. needed it. Yeah, no doubt. And you think about uh, Doink the Clown, the Kansas <laughs> field goal kicker, and six points left on the field there. I mean, they were all huge for Texas Tech. Miles if anything, Tech. that dude's consistent. <laughs> There's no I mean, doubt. He, 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 hit he may the be right. the most talented kicker in the building yes. if that's what he was trying to do. <laughs> he hits the right upright on each end of the field. I'm like, seriously, man. I mean, and 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 sometimes those bounce in or whatever. Right. No, doink, and then off it goes in. <laughs> The, those are huge. I mean, when you look For at it, sure. I mean, what if they make those? The games play completely differently. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, that was an awesome and gutsy sequence there. Uh, Miles Cole applying some pressure leads to the interception. Eldridge makes a great play there. And then you've got Chuck, Cleveland, and Wolf uh, combining to give Texas Tech a 27-21 halftime lead and certainly proved large. This week's thrilling moment in college football brought to you by Nissan thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the driver themselves pursue what thrills you in the all new frontier armada or pathfinder today available now at nissanusa.com Joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't yet. We are on the move to the number 2,000. And uh, I think beginning the week within 100 of that number. So continue to saddle up and let's ride as we're getting ready for the Iowa State Cyclones and getting into hoop season. Uh, we've got a bonus episode coming up today, so be on the lookout. Subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss that as we will set the table for Tech and Louisiana Tech coming up from United Supermarkets Arena Monday night. But before we're out of here, some primary takeaways from the ball game, Chris. Mine certainly is gut check related. This was a must win. It didn't eliminate you if you lost it from the possibility of becoming bowl eligible, but I felt like for all intents and purposes – it was a must win. You didn't want to give up an opportunity on your home field with two remaining home and away. Very proud of Texas Tech's response. And I got to say, Chris, I don't know what's going to happen against Oklahoma to wrap up the regular season, but you're putting together a nice run here at Jones Stadium this year. And that was one of the, the first blocks I thought you needed to get back in place as you rebuild this program, have success at home. You're still not where you want to be from an environment standpoint. There's too many bleachers in the fourth quarter, not enough bodies. All those things I get, but you've sucked for a decade, so we're trying to overcome that. But in general, the football team now 5-1 and one in Lubbock. And I got to tell you, there hadn't been many enjoyable home seasons over the last decade. And they're putting one together here, man. I like to see it. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, at worst, you're going to go five and two uh, at home, and you had a unique setup where you had seven home games. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought, you know, that game versus Kansas was not a must win, as you say, but it, but it felt like it, it, it really was very close to that. 
if you wanted to get bowl eligible and things like that because neither one of these next two are going to be gimmies, but you just had to win that game versus Kansas just to just to kind of get to feeling better about yourself. You'd lost four or five. You know, yeah. you'd lost the last two in a row, and it just had felt like a while since you felt pretty good about yourself. And uh, I, I just I, I thought and, – and you were able to finish because we, we know what the stats were. You know, we talked about it last week on the shows uh, about the fourth quarter and how you'd been outscored, I think, 70-7 to seven in those four losses in, in conference play. And so you weren't scoring enough. You weren't stopping the, the opponent enough. It was just going uh, the wrong way, and, and you just weren't able to finish or you just run out of gas, whatever it was. But I thought that that was not the case versus the Jayhawks. But, yeah, to, to your point, and, and I, I know J- Joey, I, I can see the disappointment in his face after the Baylor game because you, you get these – points in, in some seasons where like there's this crescendo to where it's like, okay, we, we've won enough. We've got a big opponent at home. We get the right kickoff time. Oh my goodness. Pat Mahomes is going to be here. Oh goodness. It's sold out. Oh, it's at nighttime. You got all the things going and then you just, you, you just come out and you play terrible and it's hard to get your fans back sometimes after that. And I knew yeah. that if anything, he felt like that he had let everybody down because he knew the build to that, and then it's just hard to get it back once you you, you lose those kinds of things. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. You'd like to capitalize on it, really snowball things. Weren't able to do so, but you bounce back nicely, and you get a win against a bowl-eligible Kansas team. I mean, Kansas is never going to do much for your fans as far as the opponent, whether they're good, bad, or somewhere in the middle. But purely from a football standpoint – you got a win that mattered and is one of your better ones this season. I mean, this to me is better than your Houston win. I, I think I agree. this is one of the better wins that you've gotten uh, this year. Chris, when you're walking away from the Jones, had a little time to process things. What's still sticking with you here about this one? Well, how balanced you were on offense. I, I thought, you know, uh, first and foremost, it was it was about two guys to me, and, and there's a distant third, and we, we've talked about all three of these guys. But, I, I mean, Tyler Shuck, with what he was able to do and able to kind of just put a full game together because it was a gritty performance. I mean, he takes some hits. He, he was looking to kind of run over a few people. He got loose and moved the chains. He, he made some plays for you. The way that this team is set up, the quarterback, whoever it is, has got to help you be the reason why you're winning. It can't be the reason why you're, you're losing. And I thought Tyler, he puts you in good spots. He made plays with his arm, with his legs. It's just fun to see and feel great for him. Yeah. Heart breaks for Tyree Wilson. Uh, that I couldn't help feel as good as I wanted to just because – I'm watching him down there on crutches, and it just it just sucks, man. It's just not fair because that kid has given you all he's had every day, whether it's a Monday or a Saturday, whatever. And I just I, I hope that by some miracle that you know they do X-ray it again and they get some sort of good news, and he's just barely out at all. But I'm afraid that's not going to be the case. And then as I'm, it's funny as I'm walking out of the stadium, my man Trey Wolf, uh, he's got a cowboy hat on. He's got a sweatshirt, he's got his backpack, and he's walking to, to his truck by himself. And I was like, what's up, Wolf? And he was like, hey, man. And he's got that cowboy hat on. And I thought, dude, what what a great story he is, man. Because yep. three for three, and, and that 50-yarder, <clears throat> it'll get forgotten about you know years from now. But that was huge at the time. And you go back and look at, at, at those that Houston and Texas games and those kicks, and I just – 
you know, it, good, good stuff right there. But th- that's kind of some of the takeaways that I had. It, I just it wasn't even his job at the beginning of the season. We didn't know whose job it was. Great point. Yep. Still, I mean, amazing. still trying to fight and, and contend and like, hey, we're going to alternate him and all that stuff. But no, he's he, he's certainly done his part. He was a special teams player of the week earlier this year, has had some big moments for you. And yeah, we were talking about just wondering who the guy would be when you begin the season. So right. couldn't be any happier for Trey Wolf individually uh, as well. And happy that Texas Tech picks up win number five as they now head to Ames, Iowa. We will uh, hear from Tech Head Coach Joey McGuire to kick off the week and have some of those comments for you coming up tomorrow on Locked On Texas Tech. And, of course, begin to set our sights on the Cyclones. (laughs) I'm sending you all the warm vibes I can, Chris, as the Red Raiders and Cyclones meet up 6 o'clock Saturday night in Ames, Iowa. Thanks for joining us once again on Locked On Texas Tech. Again, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. If you are watching or listening to this on Monday, we'll have a bonus episode coming up also on Monday to get you set for Mark Adams and the Red Raider men's basketball team back on the floor against Louisiana Tech. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube so you don't miss any episodes, including that hardwood primer coming up. Uh, Chris, appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoyed talking about a win with you. That was actually fun. I like doing that. Love winning, man. It's better than losing. <laughs> always uh, keep hope alive, people. We will do it again. There we go. All right. And for your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcast for Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. We'll see you on the other side on Locked On Texas Tech.